Psalms chapter 6. For the chief musician on stringed instruments upon the eight-stringed lyre, a psalm by David. Yahweh, don't rebuke me in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy upon me, Yahweh, for I am faint. Yahweh, heal me, for my bones are troubled. My soul is in great anguish, but you, Yahweh, how long? Return, Yahweh, and deliver my soul. Save me for your loving kindness' sake. In death there is no memory of you. In Sheol, no one who gives you thanks. I am weary with my groaning. Every night I flood my bed. I drench my couch with tears. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows old because of all my adversaries. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for Yahweh has heard the voice of my weeping. Yahweh has heard my supplication. Yahweh accepts my prayer. May all my enemies be ashamed and dismayed. They shall turn back. They shall be disgraced suddenly. Psalm chapter 6. It says it was to be played on stringed, excuse me, stringed instruments on an eight-stringed lyre. That's what it says in English. In Hebrew, it says to the Shemineth. Shemineth literally means eight or eighth. And so some people are debating, what does it mean to the eighth? And so that's why in English it said on an eight-stringed lyre, because it was for stringed instruments. Some people have felt that it meant to be played on a deep-sounding stringed instrument. So, you know, you've got all different types of violins. You've got little violins, like quarter-sized violins, half-sized, normal-sized violins. Then you've got cellos. You've got a deep one called a violoncello, or I hope I pronounced it correctly, a violoncello. And that's a deep sounding string, stringed instrument. And so some people have said that this psalm was to be played with a deep sounding string instrument. Some of you will, will have seen the movie Schindler's List. And in that movie, very sad movie, definitely not one for children to see, there's, um, it's about the Holocaust and there's um, deep sounding stringed instruments playing, you know, while terrible scenes are happening. So it's, it's a kind of a mood-setting instrument. So this psalm is a sad one. And it starts out by him saying, Yahweh, don't rebuke me in your anger. Don't discipline me in your wrath. Now, um, this is one of seven psalms that are called penitential psalms. They're kind of like, I'm sorry, Lord, psalms. The most famous one is Psalm 51, where David did commit the sin with Bathsheba. But chronologically, I think, Psalm 51 comes before Psalm 6. Psalm chapter 6, I believe, is connected with Psalms 3, 4, 5, and 6, all in a row, are connected with the story of David fleeing from Absalom. And in Psalm 3, David's all anxious. He's praying, Lord, help. In Psalm 4, he's at peace. Lord, thank you for giving me rest. In Psalm 5, he wakes up in the morning and he says, Oh, Lord, help again. In Psalm 6, he's now saying, Yahweh, don't rebuke me in your anger. And it's a penitential psalm. And I think, um, I believe that what's going on here is he's praying for the deliverance of the consequences of his sin. So, you know, in Psalm 51, which we haven't got to yet, David prays, and that's the most famous of the seven penitential psalms, which, by the way, are Psalm 6, Psalm 32, Psalm 38, Psalm 51, Psalm 102, Psalm 130, in Psalm 143. They're the penitential psalms. 
Psalm 51, the most famous one. Um, but this one here, in Psalm 51, he prays for the forgiveness of his sins and for the cleansing of his guilty conscience. So when you do something wrong, let's say uh, you're a criminal, you, um, you rob a bank, you get caught, you feel terrible. You feel terrible on multiple levels. One level, you feel terrible that you're caught and you're going to jail. But on another level, you feel terrible because you've sinned. And so in prison, you learn about sin and you have a guilty conscience and you come to the Lord and you confess your sin and the Lord washes away your guilt. It's gone. That's Psalm 51, the Lord washing away his guilt. But what remains is the consequences of it. He's, that person is still in jail, still has to go through the outworking of the circumstances. Even though the Lord's forgiven, he's not guilty anymore in God's sight, his future's changed. And I believe that here in this psalm, Psalm 6, David doesn't feel guilty, I don't believe, but I think he's saying to the Lord, Lord, you know I did the wrong thing. Don't let all the consequences come upon me. It'd be like the prisoner in, uh, in jail saying, Lord, I'm really sorry. Uh, I ask you to overturn my sentence and give me a short sentence. Get me out of here. And uh, we knew a, a brother, Pastor Ivan, we have his book here called A Prisoner's, Prisoner's Freedom, I think is the name of the book. He wrote this book, a story of how he went to prison and how the Lord miraculously saved him from what have been, would have been a terribly long sentence to just a very short one. The Lord heard his prayer and he came out and became a preacher. And uh, such an interesting book, A Prisoner's Freedom. You can look for it on, um, on Amazon. What's his name? Ivan Pyers is the, is the preacher. And so I believe this is what David's doing here. He's saying, Lord, you know I did the wrong thing all that time ago with Uriah and with, with, um, with Bathsheba. But Lord, don't let the consequences come against me. Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger. Don't discipline me in your wrath. And he says in verse 3, Lord, how long? You know, how long do I have to go through the consequences of this pain? He's already been going through it for years. How long, Lord? And he says in verse 6, I am weary with my groaning. Every night I flood my bed and I drench my couch with tears. And um, so sometimes there are situations that just don't seem to change. How long, Lord? He says in verse 10, May all my enemies be ashamed and dismayed. May they be turned back and disgraced. So David comes to the end where he's, he clings to the promises of God. And that's what you must do. Sometimes there are situations that just don't seem to change. You cling to the promises of God because in clinging to them, what you're showing the Lord is trust. You're showing him faith and grace will be at work in you. Lord, I thank you for David's experiences, what he went through and what we can learn from them. And I ask that we would have grace. And Lord, I do pray for those things that are in our lives which are, which are going on and on and on. And I would say, Lord, how long? Bring them to an end, Lord. Let our enemies, which are not people, Lord, but their spirits and circumstances, Lord, let those enemy situations be changed. In Jesus' name, amen.